If you've been following this show for any length of time, then you've consistently heard from our experts that you can't do it alone. But getting help can be extremely daunting. Who do you trust? Who do you turn to? And what will you get out of it? That's coming up next on Experience Leadership. Welcome to Experience Leadership, a podcast that helps small business owners and entrepreneurs just like you dare to be the exception. Join our host, service expert and master of experiences, Mark Hain, as he uncovers relevant and timely content to help you develop your business so you can take the time to work on your business, not just in your business. Here's your host, Mark Hain. Welcome back to this episode of Experienced Leadership. This is where small business owners and entrepreneurs pick up core skill sets to help them work on their business, not just in their business. I am your host, service expert and master of experiences, Mark Hain, and today my guest is business consultant and transition coach, Gene Howard. And we will be discussing what a business coach is, what they do, why you need a coach, and how to find one that fits you. And we'll get to that in just a moment. In the meantime, why don't you go ahead and subscribe to this feed? I enjoy making this content along with my experts and would love to know if it is of benefit to you. Most of us can really pinpoint when someone has been an influence to us. That person would have pushed us out of our complacency and challenged us in some way to exceed what we even didn't know we could accomplish. Which brings me to our question of the day. Looking back on your career, who stands out that has left an impression on you and even on your career? Somebody who helped elevate you. I'd love to see your comments. Why don't you go ahead and put in the comments who it was to you? What was the person? What was the relationship that you had with that person? As I mentioned, my guest today is audacious promoter of abundance with a purpose consultant, transition coach, Gene Howard. If the name sounds familiar, it should, because aside from appearing on episode 45 of Marcane Live, Gene is my co-organizer of the Audacious Leaders Summit. Our fall summit is scheduled for November 5th and 6th, so make sure you mark your calendars. It's going to be a really incredible time. Jean is a serial entrepreneur and business educator. She has her MBA from Cornell University and a bachelor's degree from Occidental College and has been certified by the International Coaching Federation. Welcome to the show, Jean. It's nice to have you back. Thanks, Mark. It's always fun to be here, and you and I have so much in common, although we're coming from very different places, and I just love talking to you. So welcome, everyone. I hope you get something out of this, this session. It's so amazing because you and I did episode 45 of Mark Kane Live, and then we hung around after the show, and it's like, we had so much in common. It's like, let's do a summit. <laughs> we did the Spring Audacious Summit together. Yes, we learned a lot about technology. And we learned a lot about what people want to hear about. And I'm so excited about getting out the news about our November summit. And just so people know, you know, a summit's not getting on a plane, train, automobile to go someplace. You can do it from the convenience of your own home. And for us, we do things live. We do things recorded. 
We have a whole hybrid delivery, but I tell you, there's so much value packed in those two days. It's going to be great. Yeah. Really, yeah. really I great. mean, the comments we got from the spring one was just incredible. Like some of the comments we got about, you know, people said, oh, I came to the summit. I didn't know what to expect. I didn't know I'd get this much value. And it's like, oh my God, that's right. so great because that's the reason why we did it, right? Yeah. And I think that, that our speakers and our topics really filled a gap between entrepreneurship classes, training that you might have in your corporation, books that you might read. You know, this was these were live people saying, hey, I'm going to help you. And here's a way of looking at it. Yeah. That's what a business coach does. Yeah. Yeah. And it's huge value. So before we get heavily into our content today, why don't you tell a little bit about what you do for your clients? I work with two groups primarily. I work with business owners, whether they're entrepreneurs or they're small business owners who are stuck. They just can't see the way to move beyond where they are right now. And, you know, after this last year, I think that there are a lot of people that admittedly really are not sure they're doing the right thing or they want to continue doing the same thing. So I help people increase their profitability, develop efficiencies in their, in their business, and really integrate their personal and business life. And the people I serve are typically entrepreneurs, small business people, as I said, or career professionals who are looking to change. And thus that, that notion of transition, whether mm. it's make their life richer by starting their own business or get out of the dead-end job they feel they're in, or just increase their happiness in some way by allowing them to do the things they love and be with the people they love. All from a place, as you and I know, of abundance, because it's all there for us to take. And sometimes people just need somebody else to sort of open the door or help them find the door and move along. Right, right. And lead them to the door. Yeah, it's absolutely true. So I guess we should, for the people who are brand new to this idea of coaches, maybe we can talk a little bit about what exactly is a business coach. Great. Well, let me just start with this. There are a lot of different kinds of coaches. There is the life coach that will help you put your life together. There's a health and wellness coach who might help you stick to a diet or exercise regime. And then there's a business coach. And a business coach essentially provides a third-party perspective on your business and you. So it's an integration of your business and you. A business coach becomes a partner in helping you to achieve what you want and helping you get from wherever you are to where you want to go. I call it a co-creation because unlike a business consultant who comes in and says, here, do this, the co-creation part is working with you and who you are and what your values are and your business, what it is, what it could be, et cetera. So I co-create with my clients to empower them to maximize their personal and business potential. Sometimes it means that they leave their job and they start a business or that they take a left turn in their business. Is this left? Yes, this is left turn. <laughs> but it's exciting and it's an adventure. And typically business coaches deliver in three different ways. One-to-one, -one, which is really what I enjoy. Group, so you have a variety of people who are struggling or interested in moving forward in some similar ways. 
Sometimes people do a hybrid, which is live meetings as well as recorded sessions. And then other people just deliver recorded sessions. That is not my way. I like the one-to-one. Mark, I know in your practice, you like the one-to-one and the group live interaction. So that that's the way I deliver is really on one-to-one basis in, in groups. Yeah, I get really pumped by the group aspect and the one-to-one because when you're doing things live, it forces us to be in the moment. So it's less about, you know, I yeah. find that the the recorded group coaching things are, you know, here's a little bit of learning, here's your action items, move forward. Whereas I like to uncover things with my client to figure out the directions that they want to go. And, and sometimes what people say at the beginning of a conversation is not exactly where they want to go. Absolutely. Absolutely. That is so true. And it's important to know what we're not, right? We aren't counselors. We are not social workers. We are not psychologists for the most part. Some people are. But at least for business coaches, we're looking at integration. We're looking at you, your unique talents, what you want to achieve, and how that marries with your business or your career. Nice. Now, we mentioned the word business coach. So who can really use a business coach? Is it just business owners? No. It's not just business owners. It's anybody who's operating in the world of commerce, as I call it. It could be somebody who is a career professional who has a job and maybe they used to be department manager and now they're a director and now they're feeling stalled or they're thinking that's not where they want to be. It's anybody who is stuck, feeling stuck in in their business. They probably have a love-hate relationship with either the job they're doing or the business they're running. I love my job. I hate what it's doing to my life. I love what I do, but I don't like the collateral damage that's occurring. How do I get things back in alignment where I am meeting my business goals or my career goals and my life goals? So that's somebody, you know, if you can say, oh, yeah, that's me, you know, take a look at talking to somebody. We're going to talk about how to choose a business coach because there are a ton of them out there right now. And every time I turn around, I'm hearing about another coach. But specifically in business, if you're interested in increasing your profits and maybe decreasing a little bit of that 80-hour work week, we can create efficiencies for you. We can help you find new markets. You have the answers, but sometimes all the minutiae of every day like here, let me sign that check for my vendor, gets in the way. Yeah. You know, this is the size of our head. It came with us when we were born. It grew a little bit, and then there's no more. Yeah, true that. You know, it's, it's interesting because you said this idea of, and again, you know, we've said it in past episodes, you know, you cannot see the label from inside the bottle. And, and really, this Such was a good saying. This was the, the catalyst for this episode because we, you know, so many episodes have talked about it. So many of our experts on this show have talked about the need for bringing somebody in who's got a different perspective because we really right. can't see the forest for the trees. It, it happens to all of us when we're ingrained and in depth into our environments. So when somebody decides and says, well, you know, it's all fine and dandy, I, you know, you're saying I need a coach, but. I don't even know what I'm going to get out of that relationship. What are the benefits to using a coach? Well, even with a business coach, it's hard to not experience personal growth and development. 
So what you are getting is somebody who's going to walk along. It's a sounding board. It's someone, as you say, to be on the outside of the jar, looking at the label and helping you to step outside the jar and look at the label together. We do that together. I, no doubt, with any question, without any question, your confidence will be built because you are operating out there alone. You oftentimes feel there's no one to talk to. You can't really talk to your suppliers. Oh, man, I'm really having a problem. You can't really talk to your employees saying, oh, I don't know if we should be launching this product right now. And so you're talking to a confidant. That's one thing. Secondly, you have somebody who's reacting or evaluating where you are. They're listening, active listening, asking you questions, being curious, helping you to you know, stretch the envelope a little bit or your boundaries a little bit. And sometimes you don't want to go there, which is fine, but somebody is there stretching you. And whatever seeds are planted in March may actually become fruit in September or October, but you weren't ready for it in March. But the seeds get planted and you plant them together, by the way. You as a business owner or the professional, you have the dirt. Together, we go select some seeds. We put it in the dirt. Sometimes they sprout, sometimes not. Yeah. And it's uh, that's such a great metaphor as well. And because, you know, here's the thing that I noticed is that when you have a business person, like everybody is brilliant in their own way. Everybody has zones of genius. So imagine for a second that you have your zone of genius and then outside of you is somebody else with another zone of genius. How amazing would it be to bring those two together with the different perceptions, the different experiences, the, even the different biases and values when they're still concurrent or continuous? It could still really be like magical. Right. Yeah. Good point. And here's a typical thing for a business owner in just that is that, as you say, everybody has their unique talents and gifts. And John Maxwell said, you should spend your time really enhancing the things that you do well or your talents or your gifts, not investing in the things that you don't do well. Typically, a founder of a business is passionate about the thing whatever it is. For example, a friend of mine recently developed a very inexpensive alternative to a CPAP machine, really, really important during this COVID time. And he was passionate about it for two reasons. It allowed anybody and everybody to access help in breathing without going on a ventilator, without spending a lot of money for a CPAP machine. But he didn't want to keep his books. You know, that just wasn't his thing. And he was laboring through his books. And so an outsider, so easy to say, outsource your books. No, 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 I'll lose control of my financials. And it's, you know, it's with that encouragement, holding hand. And this is the benefit of doing that, where people will take some of those uncomfortable steps that they fundamentally know, but it's somebody else that's looking at it from the outside saying, you have no option. You need to do this. In order to grow your business, you need to do this. Another example of that is executive directors, somebody who has built a business, even in a nonprofit, and I do work with nonprofit EVs. They're passionate about the cause, they're into it big time, and they do everything because they don't have any money until they get a few grants or get some stakeholders. And then all of a sudden, the business or the entity is large enough, and they need to, again, 
be the face to the community, be the face to those people, to their donors and advancing the cause. And that shift is huge. Like, no, you are not going to create all the content yourself. It's time for you to move on, be the face, empower other people. That's a big transition, especially if you've never managed people. And if it's like the first day you take your kid to daycare. Oh, are you going to be okay? That's what we do. We hold your hand and encourage you. I don't know who cries more, the parent or the child. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I know that there are some points in our career when having a coach is probably the most powerful time to do it, and other times not so much. And we'll get to that right after this. When you're delivering an important speech to a huge audience, it's easy to lose your place or go way over time. Give yourself an advantage with the Pro Speaker Presentation Speech Timer app. No more checking your watch or calling for time. The Pro Speaker Presentation Speech Timer app keeps you on track with easy-to-see timers, even changing color for visual prompts during your speech. And you can set audio cues to practice or set it to vibrate so you don't even have to look. Be the pro you know you are. Download the app at speakerpresentationtimer.com. Welcome back. We are talking with business consultant Gene Howard, and we're talking about the necessity and the magic of having a coach. Gene, when somebody first looks up and starts working with a coach, what can they expect working with a coach? What does that relationship actually look like? I think one of the best practices is that you have a session with somebody at the beginning where, frankly, the coach is listening. They're asking you questions. And if you find the coach talking more than you are, this is not the right person. That business coach is an active listener. They're observing, they're looking, they're hearing what you say. So that's the first part. And actually that listening, the active listening goes throughout the whole time. But really what the coach is listening for is what are your pain points? What's your source of joy? helping to evaluate what you personally want in life and what your business wants, trying to start sort of making an assessment how comfortable you are with change. Are you ready? Are you ready to look at your goals and develop a path there? So most of you know that first two, three, whatever sessions are listening. Your coach is listening. And might I mention one other thing? Because there's, I think, can be an easy misconception. You are not paying your coach for the hours they put in. You are paying your coach for the experience that they bring to the table. And it is not a short-term hit. Some things can be short-term. I need a new resume. I need to figure out what job I, I go into. And that can be a three to six-month engagement. But if you're turning around your business, if you are turning around your life, if you are digging up some of those old habits that you really would prefer not to do, that takes time. It took time to put those family, and it's going to take time for you to get to where you want to be. Yeah. So count on about a year. A coach needs to build rapport and demonstrate empathy. So you're going to be looking at that, but you're also going to be looking at their sense of structure. Do we address each session with an agenda? Do we go through different pieces? A wrap up from last time. How did you do? A what's going on right now? Or you know, taking another thing off the shelf to to address of that whole 
inventory that you've put together to say, I need to take a look at this, or together we decide what that list is. And then what are your specific next steps? A good coach will create a path from where you are to where you want to be. And they may lay that out in the first couple of sessions. They may not lay it out till the second or third month. It depends on where you are and what you are bringing to the table. Are you coming with an open mind? Are you willing to work at it? Are you in a place in your business where you have the time and the energy to work on it? Because it does take work. Now, you mentioned, you know, come up with a path. Now, this is not a dictatorial process. It's not like you're going to hire a coach and the coach will tell you, you have to do this. It's really, you create it as almost like a partnership where you work on it together. Correct. So it's not like you don't have a say. It's a co-creation. Yeah. Okay. It's co-creation. Co-creation. Yeah. How does one know if they're ready to work with a coach? Like, can somebody really be not ready to work with a coach? Sure. Yeah. If you, and as I said, if you are not willing to get uncomfortable, if you're not at a place in your life where you are willing to be authentic, then we can do a lot of work and we can talk a lot, but it's not going to get you the results that you want. So those are, you know, pretty much the primary things, but you really have to sit down and say, is, is now the right time? Is now the right, am I, will, am I willing to put myself on the line? Am I willing to change? Am I willing to be uncomfortable? And then there are a lot of things to consider who you become vulnerable with, who you're willing to walk down that path of change and discomfort with. And that's, that's sort of a, you know, the vetting. You know, how do you vet a coach? Sure. But you're right. The first thing is that you need to examine yourself. Am I willing? Am I willing to move forward with this? Am I willing to feel uncomfortable? Am I willing to listen to someone else? Am I willing to make changes? And by the way, you may decide today that you're willing to be uncomfortable and make changes. And then in two weeks, oh my gosh, you know, the whole production line broke down. I'm not interested right now in making changes. I'm just interested in getting everything back up and going. That's fine. But that's why we suggest you go into six, nine, 12 month arrangement. Sure. Yeah. No, I can absolutely see that. And I can also see that through the the scheme of it, you know, that the coach becomes a catalyst for asking those questions. So like most coaches I know will give you a 30 minute free discovery call. So even the people who are on the fence, I don't know if I can be uncomfortable. I don't know what, when she said being uncomfortable, I don't know what that means, right? Being able to sit down for 30 minutes and have a free discovery call is probably magical. Yes. And I offer that to anybody who would like to, you know, like to explore this adventure of working with a coach. You know, I've talked to a lot of people who have said, oh, no, I don't need a coach or, oh, no, I have a mentor or, oh, no, I'm taking classes or my company has a training thing. Yeah, that might be true. On the other hand, maybe there are things maybe you're not being best served. Mark, I know that you offer a 30-minute session with anyone who wants to talk to you and improve their customer experience. I know you're an expert in that whole service world, and I do the same. And if you're interested, I'll just put in it right now, if you're interested in a half an hour just exploring the notion of coaching or if I'm the right coach for you, 
go to 123bestpeople.com. Nice. Because that was going to be my next question. I wanted to know how people can get in touch with you. So they go to, what was the website again? 123bestpeople.com. Bestpeople.com. Wonderful. And I'm hoping that this is making sense and is of value to you. Please feel free to share in the comments what your thoughts are. I'd appreciate being able to go back once we publish and finish this live session. I love going back and responding and looking at the comments and even pointing people in the right direction. Coming up, when it comes to coaches, one size does not fit all. When you're giving a speech, it's easy to get so wrapped up in what you're saying that you lose track of time. But rushing through your final point or apologizing that you're taking so long are pretty unprofessional solutions to the problem. You need something to help you keep track of the time. And no, calling out how much time do I have left is not what I mean. You need to download the Pro Speaker Presentation Speech Timer app. The app features easy-to-see countdown timers that can be configured to change color to give you easy visual cues. You can also set the ProSpeaker Presentation Speech Timer app to give audio cues for practice, or vibrate your phone or Apple Watch so you don't even have to glance at the screen. Plus, you can save multiple speeches so you have accurate timing of every presentation with 5-minute, 2-minute, and 0-minute warnings set as your default. Your audience deserves a well-timed, powerful speech, and you can deliver every time with the Pro Speaker Presentation Speech Timer app. Download today at speakerpresentationtimer.com. Welcome back. So, Gene, I have one coaching client who left me a wonderful recommendation on LinkedIn recently who had a really bad experience with one of her former coaches. I also have a colleague who believes so strongly in her coach that nothing will sway her, even though from the outside, I can see that she may be going down a wrong path. This is me outside looking in, and she's got a relationship with the coach that she just like will not sway from. How does one find a coach that fits them and helps them achieve those objectives? You bring up two very interesting situations. Mm. But the first thing is, before you even, you know, pick up your computer, think about your needs. What are your needs? Are your needs to find more time in the day? Is it to spend more time with your family? For example, by finding more time in your day, is it to increase your profits? Is it to offload some of the things that are on your plate? Think about your needs. And it really helps to write them down. And then, different ways of finding people. Referrals are probably the best. Talk to your colleagues. Oh, do you have a coach? And what have they done for you? And what do you think about them? So that's probably one of the easiest. Of course, you can always go out on LinkedIn, lots of coaches on LinkedIn, and take a look at someone. But if you identify somebody that you want to dig into, here are some things that you should consider. Look at their resume. Do you think they could relate to you. Now, Mark is in the service and hospitality that has been his background, his expertise. I have no experience in hospitality. Your coach does not have to have industry experience in the industry that you're in, but they need to have an approach that is can relate to that. So if somebody came to me in with a hotel, a B&B, a restaurant, I would say, you know, I'm probably not your best person. This other person who has similar values as I do, believes many things that I believe, like Mark, you know, talk to him. 
by the way, that is the mark of an excellent coach. This is really not a good fit. I understand your needs, but I'm not the best person to address this. I can give you some referrals. Similarly, you know, we've spent a lot of time together and I've taken you as far as I can. Now's the time probably for you to go elsewhere. And that dependent relationship that you described, that coach, in my opinion, has a responsibility to say, whoa, it's been a great relationship, but now you are at a different level and it's not, I'm not the right person for you. Mm. Anyway, so look at, you know, look at their resume, look for complaints. Have people said bad things about people or in the same way, Mark, you said that people have said good things about you. What is the public saying? And these days, you you guys know, you know, there's so many places that you can go to find out, you know, get reviewed. Look at what they spend their time doing. You know, what's their spare time doing? You know, the hobbies that will give you an idea or their, their community involved, it'll give you an idea of who they are. And you need to resonate on many different levels. What are your values? What's important? It's so much easier to talk to somebody who has similar values. So those are some things. Do the ego check on a coach. I know I'm talking a lot. I don't normally talk a lot, but you've given me the opportunity to talk. So is the coach talking about how great they are or are they more interested in you? That's actually a really good good thing to check out. Well, I have a podcast and I have this and I have that. I know probably not somebody that you want to work with. But when you talk to them, a lot of it is feeling and personality match in that 30 minutes. Listen to how you feel. How are you feeling? Are they making you feel good? Are they challenging you to the point that you feel diminished and insecure? Or are they building you up? I mean, it's all about, you know, all of us have so many gifts. It's all right here. And to have somebody, you know, open those doors and let it flow is awesome. And to do the walk with you. That's what a great coach is about. Yeah. I love the fact that you mentioned the word values. And how important those values can be. And they have to be congruent with yours. They have to be, you know, in sync. And like you said, if the coach is doing nothing but talking about how successful they've been and, you know, you should hire me because this is everything I do. And, you know, if they use the word I an awful lot, you probably want to rethink that. The other thing that I picked up on in what you said, this idea that coaches have specialities and really good coaches will turn around and say, you know what? I know another coach who's really good at strategic planning, or I have another good coach who's really amazing at another aspect, something that they know that there are specialists out there who can help their clients move forward and would do this, the, their client a service by making those recommendations as well. Right, right. Bottom line here, Mark, a coach has to love people. I love people and I love watching people develop and just move on into their full potential. So if during this conversation, you get the feeling like, you know, they'd rather be answering their texts or their phone calls or something else, you know, just listen. Mm -hmm. You'll know. You'll know if they're embracing you or not. You know, many of my clients are local, but I also have people who are not local. Think about what you like. I like face-to-face at least once. So when I see different things on your face, I can relate it, you know, to what you're really saying. Maybe the words aren't there, but if I meet you face-to-face, then I get a good feeling. 
And the ironic thing is, Mark, you and I have never met face to face. Never. But, but somehow we, we work together pretty well. <laughs> One other thing, are they demonstrating empathy for you and your situation? You know, it may be crystal clear to them what you need to do, right? Or what a possible solution is for your expressed need. But are they empathetic to your struggle? Not just to a textbook struggle, but to your struggle. Another point to consider when you're using a coach is even though that you've laid out or that you are going on a guided journey from here to where you want to be, life happens. Okay. And even if this next session is that, you know, you want to talk about, you know, your bookkeeper and finding a bookkeeper, but something happened that takes you off track or you're feeling really bad or the day sucks. Just the journey that you take with a coach and knowing that it is a guided journey together, you're walking from here to where you want to be. And maybe you have a plan and maybe there's a structure in place, but your coach has to be flexible enough to deal with what happens in your life. You know, there are days that just frankly are horrible, awful. The hot water boiled over and the cat didn't make it to its litter box. And my mother-in-law arrived at a very inopportune moment and it's raining and there's water in the basement, but we're supposed to be talking about your bookkeeper. Well, that's not gonna happen. So the coach has to be resilient enough to listen to you, to be empathetic, but still keep you on track in your business. You know, kind of as we approach the end of this, I really want to wrap up with a couple of things, which is best practices and best characteristics. We kind of talked around a lot of things, Mark, and both of us putting that together of what we think those things are. And then finally, I want to talk about the gotchas, about the, you know, be cautious, if your coach does this, or if you encounter that. So what should we talk about first? Let's start with the first one. Okay, let's talk about the qualities of a good coach. I've said this before, but I just can't say it enough. They listen, 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 active listener. They need to be curious about you, about your business, about what's going on. You should be able to expect them that in between sessions, that they're doing some research to find your competitors, to figure out the specifics of your widget and where it sits in terms of the market, to look at you. And you want to feel that they are looking and observing what you're doing, who, what you're saying, who you are. That's really important. They're providing a structure and they're willing to give you feedback. And by the way, take feedback from you, reevaluate, And then finally, something that we haven't actually talked about is they should be lifelong learners. Things change so quickly. So many tools and technology comes on the market. Different approaches, different modalities are are constantly being introduced. And they need to be curious, not just about you and your business, but about those tools and things that are going to make your life easier and introduce some efficiencies in your work. Yeah. And it's amazing that you said the tools because, you know, if your coach looks at you and says, okay, I need you to pull out your Palm Pilot and make a note, run for the hills. (laughs) (laughs) And likewise, if they do everything in an analog fashion rather than a digital, however, (laughs) I would say this, you are going to come into times where you encounter people who are doing everything pen and paper. 
And as a coach, if you can't relate to that, then say, I'm sorry, I'm not the right one. That's all right. So it's a match of personality and style. You need to respect, perhaps not admire, but there needs to be a mutual respect and above all, confidentiality. Your coach, you know, if you hear somewhere in your community, whether it's a digital community or actual community, something that you have said in a very confidential mode to your coach, run. Complain, run, find someone else. And keep in mind, if they're talking to you about another client, they're probably talking to another client about you. So that's a, a really big tell because that confidentiality is the one aspect you want a confidant. You want somebody that you can tell, be open with. And if you have to be guarded because you don't trust them, that's not a good sign either. That's not the right person. Yeah. So while we're on that, are there any other cautionaries that we should be looking out for? Hmm. Well, if they want to sign you up for something and they don't have a face-to-face conversation, whether it's in person or via this tremendously popular platform called Zoom, they're not the right person. There has to be a symbiotic relationship of some sort for you to, you know, you might call somebody you've never known, you've never met before, but you've just seen great reviews. So it's no like and trust. That's as a coach, that's what we're looking to establish with our clients. And that's what you as a client should try to establish with them. So another cautionary thing is most coaches will present a package, but maybe the package doesn't 100% resonate with you. If they're unwilling to adjust their package to what you want and need, and I'm not saying start from scratch, but if they're unwilling to adjust again, that's probably not, they're not the right person for you. That's all. Yeah. And if if face-to-face is important, if getting to, you know, keeping your money locally, et cetera, then yeah, you can hire somebody from a different area. You know, we all have and we've done, but, you know, then stay local. That's fine. There are plenty of coaches in your local area. And if they're not, I'll help you find some. <laughs> you're awesome. How important is it? Like, I know that you're a member of the Coaches Federation. I'm not. Actually, I'm not. I'm oh. in process to be you know, certified by ICF. I'm certified by another organization, but not. How important is it for people to look for coaches that are certified? That's an interesting question. I think that people need to at least have coach training because there's some basics and some fundamental behaviors that are key to every coach, every successful coach. ICF certification is also great. It means that you've put in so many hours of coaching and had successes and that you've taken so many hours of of training. ICF is great. It's sort of the deluxe, but there are other organizations that, that can certify as well. But I do think that it's important that whoever you work with has some training, some certification in coaching. Not everybody can be a good coach. Sure. Yeah. And just because somebody's got expertise doesn't make them a great coach. Right. Yeah. As we wrap up, do you have any last thoughts about what we're talking about today? Yeah, I do. Really? That's surprising. I think that, yeah, it's hard to believe. (laughs) I am not opinionated. So you said it in the beginning, and I just want to reiterate that. There's no such thing as a self-made millionaire. 
a millionaire is made by a whole lot of customers, a whole lot of employees or supporters, contractors, et cetera. So I want to say that we're not doing it alone. We've been very alone for the last 16, 18 months. Have a conversation with a coach. Pick someone. Pick me. Pick Mark. And just have a conversation. You know, that half an hour is an exploratory discovery conversation. We don't slam you with sales. Some coaches will. You know, I'll tell you how I work. But it's just so much more interesting for you or for me to have a conversation about where you are and maybe what you want or some of your struggles, some of your ambitions or your aspirations. And I just, I get a kick out of encouraging other people. And if I can spend more time with them and show them how, that's even better. 123bestpeople.com. Go there. That's awesome. Because that was my next question. Remind people. And you also have an offer. You've put together a worksheet with the five components of to analyze whether or not you should be hiring a coach. Yeah, it's sort of a superficial look at, you know, some questions to consider. And it's, you know, I love, hate my my job or I love, hate my business or my my professional experience or I love my job, but I hate what it's doing in my life. That's one of them. Anyway, there are just five of them. If you can say yes to three of them, really, let's have a conversation. If you say yes to five of them, pick up the phone right now. Go to 123bestpeople.com. Go to markhain.com and reach out. Give us a half hour of your time. Yeah. See what happens. Reach out. See what I, happens. Actually, I don't know how somebody gets in touch with you, Mark. Uh, that's it exactly. Markhain.com. There you go. It's right there. Just contact me or mark at markhain.com. That's how people will contact me. And again, I put the link in the show notes as well. Jean, thank you so much. This has been so inspirational. And I appreciate the fact that you constantly putting yourself out there, sharing your knowledge, your passion, and of course, your expertise. You're absolutely wonderful. And there's a reason why we connected. So thank you so much. It's in one word, abundance, abundance of life. That's what we're here for, to have an abundant life. And everyone can, business and in life. And if you need some help, we're here. Love it. Thank you again, Jean. You're wonderful. Sure. I'd love to know if this episode was of value to you. Please go ahead and leave a comment wherever you're consuming this content. Leave a comment and about this episode and did it do anything for you? As Jean mentioned, my offer stands. If you would like 30 minutes of my time to brainstorm your business, please feel free to book yourself on my online calendar. The link is down below. It's the one that's marked meetme.so slash markame. As always, I am at your service. And if you haven't done so yet, why don't you go ahead and subscribe to this podcast? That'll give you first dibs whenever I bring you new content that will help you work on your business, not just in your business. My name is Mark Hain. I hope you stay safe, you stay healthy, and dare to be the exception. Thank you for joining us this week on Experience Leadership. Make sure you visit markhain.com where you can subscribe to iTunes or by RSS so you'll never miss a show. Or go directly to markhainlive.com to watch the video edition of this podcast. While you're at it, if you found today's content valuable, please give us a rating on iTunes, or you can share it and tell your friends all about the show. As Mark says, knowledge is power, but only if you share it. 
Be sure to tune in each week for the newest episode. Please stay safe, stay healthy, and dare to be the exception.